BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, Bay listeners, what's up? It's Devin, and I'm sitting here with Erica. Hey! And today is a special day! It's our freaking birthday! We launched a year ago on March 6th. We have like 173 episodes by now. We've been working hard for you. Yeah, telling you all kinds of stories about what's happening around the Bay Area, stuff you've probably read, stuff that we just really want to talk about. So today, we want to celebrate our one-year anniversary by looking back at some of the episodes that moved us and moved you to call in and just share your thoughts. Uh, That's one of the, I think, Devin, one of the most fun things about making a podcast is is getting to hear from the listeners. Yeah. I'm Erica Aguilar. And I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome Welcome to to the the Bay. Bay. So Devin, it's been a year that we've been mm-hmm. making this podcast, but technically it's it's been more than a year because we spent a few months like That's right. tossing around ideas and making different types of episodes. <gasps> we should try, you guys want to hear a little piece of what the Bay was going to sound like? Oh my God, what are you going to play them? We should. We should play them... Um, <laughs> We should play them the, the, the Presidio Terrace. Oh, God. That, that's a nice little piece there. So this is the neighborhood that's, I guess, near Presidio Terrace, or we are nearing it at least. Yeah. I mean, the house is... This episode was about a street in a rich neighborhood in San Francisco that was sold because the residents hadn't paid taxes on it. Um, but eventually, you know, they were able to get it back. All right. Uh, we're here. This is... Presidio Terrace. It is a lot nicer, actually, than I thought it would be. Nicer than what? <laughs> the uh, neighborhood that we're standing in is very nice, but that behind those gates looks incredibly nice. It's important you said behind. When we were gates. prototyping, what did you have in mind? What did you think the bay was going to be? Well, I mean, like the Presidio Terrace episode, I love getting out of the studio and setting scenes, and I think that's something the bay continues to do. But when we started talking about what the bay should sound like, we were definitely saying stuff like, let's put people in the places that we're reporting on. You really get a feel for the space and the people and the story in a different way that you don't when you normally read about it. You know, what has always sort of been my focus um, when we were prototyping and still now as we make the Bay is making sure that we're hitting that central point and thought that we all talk about when we discuss news stories. Uh, And that Presidio Terrace episode, it was mostly about how is it that this neighborhood, this wealthy ass neighborhood (laughs) can not pay their taxes? Like who has access to power? 
And I feel like we try to be very intentional about the central point of a story. Yeah. And we've had a number of episodes where we've tried to get beyond the conversation that you're reading about and go deeper. Uh, one episode that comes to mind is when the Warriors won their championship. We were at the you know big parade in Oakland, but mm-hmm. we weren't asking people how they felt about the Warriors winning. Right, right. We were asking people about this move that the Warriors are taking from Oakland to San Francisco. And there were a lot of people who were from Oakland who had a lot to say about that. And they called in and they shared what they thought with us. Hi, this is Brandon from Oakland. Growing up here, it seemed like you know, we got dogged a lot, and, you know, people ask where you're from. Oh, Oakland, you get that look on your face. So we have this sort of thing, and it feeds into the kind of underhanded and kind of attached, assumed, I would say almost racist and social political implications and socioeconomic implications of being an Oakland resident and sports fan. So the Warriors, of course, get good and get stolen to the city makes us feel um, a type of way, we shall say. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. We heard a lot of people... Uh, say similar things at the Oakland Parade. And I think this is an example of taking something like, you know, the Warriors winning a championship and really getting into what it means to be a Warriors fan and how that relationship is, is about to change. So one of the other episodes that we produced was um, during the big, at least for San Francisco, election in the summer to elect a new a new mayor. It was a contentious summer because I felt like we had like these three front runners and identity was a big part of that because Mark Leto sort of represented this, you know, openly gay part of San Francisco. And then Jane Kim was flying the flag of being uh, the first Asian American woman. And then we had London Breed, um, uh, the, the first African American woman. That also brought out our listeners to share with us um, how they felt about voting with an identity. I'm from Atlanta originally. I'm half black and half Anglo-Indian. But I feel like down in Georgia, there's so many racial issues that you run into on a daily basis and so many more uh, black people interacting with white people on a very regular basis. So race isn't a taboo. It's something people can talk about and joke about and something people are unafraid to identify with one way or another. I think that lots of residents of the Bay, uh, they might think themselves to be lesser people by acknowledging that they side with one candidate or another based on race. I feel like lots of people think they're above that. So I don't know if you can tell, but we like to talk about identity on the Bay, and often that comes through this identity of, of race and ethnicity. And I think one of the stories that really resonated with me was when we talked about what Crazy Rich Asians, the movie that came out this last year, meant to people living in the Bay Area who were Asian. And it was a simple request that we put out there to our audience, like, how did it make you feel? But the calls that we got on this particular conversation, this episode, were, were heartwarming. I'm a Chinese-American, not rich, but I can relate to those issues as anybody ever good enough for one son or daughter. But it was a great upbeat movie, unexpectedly. It has laughter, tears, and then happiness, uh, classic to me, Chinese dramas. But anyway, it was a great movie, and I think it's relatable on all levels, whether you're Chinese, Asian, whatever. It's uh, all about life and what one's culture is willing to sacrifice for the family or for the individual, which is a constant occurring theme when you are born either Chinese American or whatever ethnic American, you have to fight with your own culture versus the American's uh, culture. 
That was just really nice. I love hearing that because it's reflective, I think, of what we try to do, which is talk about the central point of the episode. It wasn't to talk about the movie itself. It was to talk about what it felt like to be reflected finally in a big movie. And again, that just goes back to, I think, what we've tried to do at the Bay over this last year and what I think we hope to continue to do uh, moving into year two. So we would love it if you kept sending us these messages, yeah. either through email, or we really love your phone calls because then we can play them on the show. So if there's, if there's something that you heard on the show that really moved you, tell us about it. Call the number that's in our episode notes. That's 415-553-2273. Leave us a message and let us know how the episode affected you. Yeah. And, and keep listening to The Bay. Please share it with your friends. This is the way The Bay gets to grow because um, we love making this podcast. Also, I want to let you know about a live event that's coming up in April. Look out for details in upcoming episodes. Come celebrate the Bay with us. Yeah. Here's the year two. I'm Devin Kadiyama. And I'm Erica Aguilar. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.